Today's daf is daf Ein Aleph. We're holding at the top, but the two dots. Amarav Kahan Amarav. Cheresh sheyochel ledaber mitzayich haksav. So we have to click clarification because the word cheresh, generally when it's used in the uh, Mishnah or in the Brises, even by the Amoroyim, is referring to a cheresh that not only is ena shamea, but is also mute, is ena medaber. And that actually we're going to see is the case in Rav Kahana Marav's ruling. So he says that even if a person is a cheresh, and therefore uh, he is Torah not considered to be of legal competence. Nevertheless, there is an Eitzah that he can divorce a woman. Now, Lechorah, you have to understand, this is very important for to understanding today's Dav. We learned in Yavamis that even if a person is a Cheresh who is legally incompetent, the Chachamim allowed a Cheresh to get married. But it's only a Kedushin de Rabbonon. So therefore, we're going to see that the same mode of non-verbal communication that allows him to get married, that'll also allow him to have a get midra bonon. But what happens in a situation, Rashi explains, where somebody was legally competent and had a kedushin deraisa? So now he's married kedushin deraisa, and then during the marriage he becomes a cheresh gets sick, some type of accident, and now he's a cherish, this person now would not be, there's no capacity to divorce, because he's now bound to Daraisa. Says Rav Kahana, I'm a Rav, tremendous Chiddush, is that if this person who had once been legally, mentally competent, was, uh, was a pikeach, and now he's a cherish, if he can give non-verbal communication in writing, in writing is even stronger, we're going to see the Rishonim learn than we had in the Mishnah. The Mishnah we had, he can do some kind of body movements or something like this, but if he can, this is even stronger. In the Mishnah we're talking about a person who's an elame. He can hear, he just can't speak. So there, body movement sufficient. This guy is a cherish, but if he can give written instruction, that is, will suffice to allow the get to work minat Torah. That's a tremendous cherish. That he can communicate in writing, even though he's a cherish, uh, but he gives over the communication, it works. So, I'm Rav Khan, I'm Rav. You can write and divorce minat Torah, the get for his wife. So, I'm Rav Yosef. Is that really such a tremendous Chiddush? We learned in our Mishnah, it says, that if a person got sick and he now becomes mute, he's unable to speak, and they asked him, would you like us to write a get for your wife? Now this is talking about that he became nishtatik after he got married. This is talking about a person that was married, also Kedushin Deraisa, and he was able to show some type of head movement. All right, both can also. It said in the Mishnah, we check him six times. Hey, alav, hey, alav, love. Val, three times that he says yes on things he's supposed to say yes to, and no things he's supposed to say no to. And so you see, non-verbal communication is sufficient to uh, effectuate to execute a gete raisa. So what's the chiddush? Of, uh, of, of, Rabbi, of Rav Kahana Marav. So, Amar Le Rav Zeira, 
Rabbi Zayra says you're comparing apples to oranges. Our Mishnah is talking about somebody that really is and just an elaim. So technically is mentally competent. The only thing is he can't speak. So therefore we really need to be checking to ensure that what he wants to happen is happening. But your the Chiddush of Yehuda Marav is talking about Chiddush that's Einu Shemayin Rav Kahana Marav is a is, is a Chiddush that's Einu Einu Shemayin Medaber. He legally would be generally considered incompetent to say that if he's able to communicate in writing, we can execute a a a, a, a get there right. So that's a tremendous Chiddush. So when it says that Elam Kamar Elam Atzdam and Elam Shani Elam Elam a regular Elam is different. He's considered competent. The sign we learned in Abraisa if somebody's Medaber. That generally, if somebody's able to speak, he just and he can't hear. That's one form of cherish. Shemeya, if he can hear, and he just can't speak. That's what's known as an elam. They're mentally competent if they have one of the two modes of communication that he can hear and can't speak. That's Elaim. Or they can speak and they can't hear. That's Cheresh. They're considered to be mentally competent. And uh, in the case of Rav Kahana, you have neither mode of communication. That generally is considered to be not like a Pikeach. And still you can communicate in ver- uh, non-verbal communication in writing. That's already a Cheresh. Yeah, I'm I'll get to you. You can do even less than writing. That's, that's the point. That's and Shemayav Ein Medaber Zeu Elaim. We want to know from Sukim. Where do we see the definition of Cheresh and definition of Elaim? Dechsev. A pasuk says, David Amelach says, Vani kecheresh lo Eshma, but keElaim lo Yiftach Piv. So you see that Cheresh is the hearing, and then Elaim is 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 speaking. The Ibais Aim and another source that Elaim has something to do with speaking. The Amri Inshi. What does the word Elaim come from? It's a contraction of two words. Ishtakil Milule. The words have been taken away from him. That's Elaim is Ishtakil Melule. Again, the idea of an Elaim being someone who's unable to communicate verbally. All right. Amar Reb Zeira, Ikashli Hakashli. He says, I don't, that's not what I would ask on Rav Kahana from our Mishnah. From, that's not what the Kash, the Kashan I have on Rav Kahana Amarav is from the following. Rav Kahana Amarav is basically saying is that writing is considered to be a, a, a halachically acceptable form of communication. It's like speaking. So if I would have a kasha from the following. The sanyo, we learned in a brisa. There is a parsha in the Torah that says that if a person sins by knowing testimony and he refuses to transmit, to testify the testimony that he knows, there's actually a carbon associated with that, uh, uh, with, 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 with that, that violation. And the Pasuk says, it says, it says that if he refuses to testify, and he will bear his sin. From here we learn that it Pasuk says, this is the drasha, it's prat that the only time we consider that a violation is somebody that had the capacity of verbal communication. But if he did not have the capacity of verbal communication, he is not in violation of Imlo Yogid. Now, the Kasha, the Gemara is asking, is that Lechorah, 
He's saying is that non-verbal communication such as writing is considered a valid form of communication. Why would somebody who could testify and doesn't testify not chayev if he is an elaim lechore he could have put it in writing. Why would that not require? Now Tesis says Akasha why are you asking only a Rav Kahana? Why is this Akasha on our Mishnah as well? Our Mishnah also seems to say that an elaim just gestures alone would be valid. So, so take a look at Tosa. Tosa says that our Mishnah, you could argue, that our Mishnah is not talking about testimony. It's just instruction. There we're talking about testimony, which is actually going to be the Gemara's answer. But the Gemara understood from Rav Kahana that the way Rav Kahana was saying is that, uh, that, that writing is considered to be an actual form of, uh, it's considered like speaking, and therefore they understood he was saying it on a broader level, not just for instruction of again. Well, if it's on a broader level, then why doesn't it work as a form of testimony that a person then should be high of the carbon, even if he's an elam and he could have given the testimony in writing. So, why is a pratla elam, he could have testified in writing? Samara is actually saying, no, you're misreading into Rav Kahana Marav. Rav Kahana, again, was just saying it, it, that, that writing is a form of communication for instruction. But writing as a form of communication to sup- supplant or take the place of testimony, that he never said, because there's actually Xeris Akosov, that testimony has to happen, verbal testimony has to be verbal, it cannot be in writing form. Where do we know that? Shani Edus. Edus is different. Rachmana Amar. Kodesh Baruch Hu requires, says, Al Pish Naim Shlosha Edim Yokum Dover. Me PM. It has to come from a verbal. Uh, communication. Below me peaks of them. Something which could be verbal has to be verbal. It cannot be in writing. So it's not a kasha. So as a form of instruction, writing can function, but not as a form of testimony. Asks the Gemara Kasha, Just as the Elaim in our Mishnah can be checked out, and you can ask him the six questions, and he can nod his head or shake his head. You've got to make sure it's not a spasm or whatever it is. You check him out. So it says the same way is you can check him out for legitin to get, have instruction for writing a get kach botkin also so too he can be checked out lemasaos is for transactions lematonos and for gifts ule idios this is going to be the kasha and for testimony ule yerushos and for inheritances so lechora what do you see that a, a non-verbal form of communication works even for for testimony. How do you tell me it can't work? Sektani mia idios, testimony can be a non for a non non verbal. So Amarab Yosef Barminyumi, Amarab Sheshis, that's the Aegus Isha. We're not talking about any irregular Aegus, Mepir Velavik Savam clearly is the rule. There was one type of Aegus that the were very makel, and it doesn't fo- follow the normal form of Aegus. That's when testimony uh, for, uh, on behalf of a woman that her husband died, there we allow for Aguna, we allow one witness, we allow uh, non kosher witnesses. So therefore, there we even allow a non verbal type of testimony for Edus Isha. But that's a special leniency that was permissible because of the rule that Isha Daiko Mitzvah, a woman's not going to rely on the testimony alone. She doesn't want to get messed up. She will do her due diligence. But that's but regular Edus has to be Mipi and below Mipi Ksaba. 
So Akila Barabanan, because by Edis Isha, the women were lenient. So what is it? That takes care of the case of Idios. Vaktani Yerushos. Lechora, what is the case of Yerushos that you're relying on an Elaine? You're relying on somebody to have a non-verbal communication. Does that not mean is that you are testifying on behalf of somebody that he is the Yorish, that he is the inheritor? That's regular testimony. That's not Edis Isha. So why does that work if it's non-verbal? So says the Gemara, no, that's not what it means. So Amaravavahu, it's Yerusha's Benoah Bechor. That it's referring to the Yerusha of your son who is a Bechor. The Alocha is that if you don't do anything and your Yerusha normally falls from a person when he dies, the son gets Pishnayim. A person is able, the eldest son, the Bechor. A person is able before the person dies to subvert the Yerusha's Bechor and take away that second chilek. He can communicate and say, I don't want that to happen. That's what it's referring to. As long as this person, even though he's an Elaine, he's able to communicate that's what he wants, he's able to do that. So that doesn't fall into the getter of actual testimony that has to be verbal. That just means we understand it's indicative of what he wants, that he wants the, the Bechor not to get the second chilek. And that's what it's referring to. So says, that he can use an elaine for here, you can check him out for transactions and gifts. Now, Lechorah, what does that mean? Does that not mean that he's testifying on behalf of a third party that a gift was a good gift or a, or a, uh, a, uh, a, 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 a transaction was a valid transaction? So, my love, La Alma, it's for third party. Mars says, Lo, Lady Day, it's talking about his own transactions, his own gifts or the own transactions that he made in order to determine that he is competent to able to be making that matana or to be making that transaction, that's what we're checking him out. But again, it doesn't fall into the getter of uh, Eidus, it's falling into a level of just checking him for his competency. So at this point, we have no uh, kashas, and we have the Chiddush of Rav Kahana Marab, that for a Kedushin, a Gerushin de Raisa, you can, uh, you can use... A, uh, a a non-verbal uh, instruction in writing to uh, to 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 allow for a get to be executed. So Mesivet Emora has the following kasha from a brisa. Rakan of Rav, remember, would not generally not be able to argue with a brisa. Even though Rav sometimes we pull out the Tano Pollock card, but generally we will ask the question and see if we can answer it without having to say that he is arguing with a brisa. So Mesevei Cheresh Lo Halchubo Acher Mizosov that by a Cheresh we don't use his gestures, his body gestures, Acher Kvitzosov, and we don't use his mouth movements. And we don't use his written instruction. Only for those transactions that involve uh, movable objects. But we will not use any other form of non-verbal instruction if it involves land. And we do not allow the non-verbal instruction of a cherish to work for Gittin. This clearly contradicts the opinion of Rav Kahana Marav. Here he says, Avalola Gittin. And he says that you can use written instruction for Gittin. So how are we going to reconcile Rav with the Brysa? The says you don't have to reconcile him with this Brysa because it does happen to be a Machlokas Tanoyim and Rav Kahana would be following the Tana that we're about to quote. 
Tanoi he. It is a machlokas tanoim. The Sanya we learned in a brayso. Now, Rav Shimon ben Gamliel, Amar Rav Shimon Gamliel, Bamed varim amurim. Rav Shimon Gamliel says that the Chachamim are the ones that say we don't allow for the written communication of a cherish. Comes along Rav Shimon Gamliel and he says, under what circumstances do we not allow that? He says, Bamed varim amurim, becherish miikaro. If he was always a cherish, he was always a cherish means when he got married he was a cherish. So then, when he gets divorced, we don't allow for the written communication or, the, or, or, or any type of communication. The Gemara is going to ask the Chorah, that's schwer, because if it was always a Cheresh when he got married, then that marriage would be only be a Kiddushin to Rabban. The Gemara will ask that in a moment. But the Gemara says, the Chorah says, Bamed Vamamurim, when don't we allow? For a non-verbal communication of a cheresh, that if he always was a cheresh, cheresh miikaro, aval pikeach. But if he got married as a pikeach, then cheresh, and then he became a cheresh, then cheresh who calls the vehein chosmin. He can actually write the document, and they can sign the document, and you can use his written consent as a way to divorce. This woman, then, and it's a kedushin, it's a gubia gerushin deraisa. So lechora, that at least answers the stira, because clearly you see that Rav, uh, Rav Shimon Gamliel is uh, in the school of thought that was being espoused by Rav Kahana Amorav, is that a cherish, even if it's a kedushin deraisa, because he got married as a pikeach. Uh, and then he became a cheresh. Written instruction is enough to write and deliver and, 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 and instruct to get be given to divorce their rice. We don't understand the first statement that Rabbi Shimon says. He said, "When when do we say writing is not sufficient? That if it's always a cheresh, but if it was a pikeach and a then it works." If it was always a cheresh, kalvachomer that your non-verbal instruction should work for the get because it's only a condition to rabbon. The same way as we're able to get married with a non-verbal instruction should be able to get divorced with a non-verbal instruction so what is Rav Shem Gamliel saying says the Gemara are you telling me that if he's always a cherish that non-verbal instruction doesn't work for the get it's, a, it's actually a Mishnah that it's contradicting that a cherish established can be Mekadosh and he can divorce me so therefore so the so what what is Rabbi Shem Gamliel saying so let's what the one is going to say over here. The one is going to have a gavaldi gachap. The one is going to say like this. The one says, "You're right. By your by a person's regular by a wife, there's no question. A person's wife, he can marry her." Midra Bonan with non-verbal instruction, and he can divorce her Midra Bonan non-verbal And there's no machlokas, and that's a Mishnah in Maseches Yavamas, there's no question. So, what is he talking about over here? He's saying is that I hold non-verbal instruction works if he became a cherish later on, but it won't work if he was always a cherish. What that is referring to the following situation. What happens if brother A married a woman dies without children, and now this woman falls to brother B. Now, brother B happens to be a cherish. Brother B happens to be a cherish. Now, chalitza, you need to have verbal communication with chalitza. You have to be able to say the psukim. So, therefore, there's no chalitza by a cherish. But yibum doesn't need das. It works valkorcha on both sides. So, therefore, a cherish taka can go ahead and do yibum can do the Yibum. So what happens if the Cherish does the Yibum? He now becomes married Minat Torah. Uh-huh. 
Now, if he wants to turn around and divorce her, how could he divorce her? So, if he was a cherish mi'ikara, that he's always been a cherish. So, that person is, no communication is going to work for that person, and this person will not be able to divorce this woman. Says Rashi Gamliel, but if this person at one point in time had been a pikeach, then even though he's a complete cherish right now, his written communication will be enough to divorce this particular woman. That's what Rav Shimon Gamliel was referring to. What Rav Shimon Gamliel was saying is that if it's cherish mi kara, it won't work. And if it's a cherish, only now it will work. So we ask Kavachom, if cherish mi kara, it's only condition to Rabbana. No, no, we're not talking about a person that you married. It's a person that you did yibum to. So a person you did yibum to, cherish mi kara makes it worse. Because now your condition to arise, so you cannot divorce if it's cherish mi kara. If it was a cherish and became a, 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 a bikach and became a cherish, so even though when you did the yibum, you were a cherish, it's still deraisa, but because you were a pikach, originally we allow for your written instruction to divorce this Where's woman that you did yeah. give them to because the person has, is considered completely not having any type of, uh, of das if he was always a cherish. If he wants to, correct. Yes. No, but if the guy who's completely cherish can do yibum, so he's able to complete a mitzvah del raisa, but he has no way out. Correct. Now, unless he was a bikir, one time, one way. Okay, so says more like this. So You're right. If it was just a regular, straight-up case of you married a woman, then you're right. Then if you married a durabbanon, for sure you can divorce a durabbanon. So it doesn't make it worse if you're pikach mikara. I mean, if you're cherish mikara, it actually is better. But the case over here is talking about so Gemara says that you, Brother B, was a cherish. So says the Gemara, I understand that Brother B was a cherish. What was the status of Brother A? The Gemara is trying to clarify the case. Was Brother A a pikeach? Was Brother A a cherish as well? The Gemara wants to know. The Gemara says like this. Yavim Tamiman, she became a Yavama from who? I mean, what was the status of Brother A? Now, if Brother A was also a Cheresh, then the Din also wouldn't make sense. Because if Brother A was a Cheresh, or always a Cheresh, so then the, the most that his marriage could have been was also a Durabonin. So if his marriage was a Durabonin, and then your Yibum would only have been a Yibum Durabonin, which there is such a thing, then you should have been able to divorce her, even if you're a Cheresh, Mi'ikara. So it must be that the case we're talking about, that Brother A, was not a cherish. Brother A was a pikeach. And that's why it makes a difference if it's cherish mi kara or it was uh, pikeach when it's cherish. Someone says like this, the chayra, ilem the nafloleim achiv, who also was a cherish, the chayra, keshem shekinisosa beremiza, just as her original marriage was only done with non-verbal uh, communication. Kach yitziosa, so to the divorce, that to brother B should be able to do should also be that way Bramiza, because the Yibum itself would only be a Yibum to Rabbonon. Ella Denavlem Achatikeh. So we're gonna see there's two answers to this terror, so let's just get the question again. The question was like this. The question was Rav Shimon Gamil says that you're always a Cheresh, you can't divorce Baramiza. But if you are you were Pikach when it's Kharish, you could. Then when it says Kalvachomer, if you're always a Cheresh, then for sure you should be able to Makarish. He says, No, that's true by your regular wife. But if we're talking about by Yibum, since it's Yibum, then you married her the Chorim in Torah, so therefore you, 
that's why you can't use Ramiza if you always were a Cheresh. But if you pick out a Cheresh, then Ramiza can help, or you could use writing can help. So the Gemara says, well, what was the status of brother A? So the Gemara says, so it can't be that he also was a Cheresh, because if he was a Cheresh, then it also been Durabonin all the way through. Must be that he was a Pikech. That's answer number one. Answer number two. Answer number two goes as follows. Is that no... Brother A could have been a Cheresh as well. Our problem with that is if Brother A was a Cheresh, which means his marriage was only Durabonon, that makes the Yibum of Brother B only Midurabonon. So then why does it make a difference whether Brother B was a Cheresh, was a Pikach Venischaresh, or Brother B was a Cheresh Mi'ikara? Either way, he should be able to divorce the Yavama because at most it was only a Yibam Durabonon. So the one is going to say is that it could be that's a Gzeira. Technically, you're right. But we're afraid that if you let a Cheresh Mi'ikara divorce this Yavama with non-verbal communication, there might be another case of a Yavama that Taka fell from Brother A that was a Pikeach. And that, and so therefore, maybe that's why we never let, if you marry your Vama, we don't let you divorce her, and the Ramiza, unless you were a Pikeach Venischaresh. And that would be like a Xera. That's what I was going to say, brother, answer number two. So, Ibois Ema, Laolam de Naflale Meachiv Cheresh. Maybe even marriage to brother A was a Durabonan. He was also a Cheresh. But a Xera, Achiv Cheresh, Atu Achiv Pikeach. The reason we don't let brother B divorce the Yavama with Ramiza, with nonverbal communication, because we're afraid that even though it might work in this case, but what if the case where brother A was a with a Pikeach, it wouldn't works at Zegzeira, the Yibum de Rabbonin, because the Yibum de Raisa. So says the Gemara, if you're worried about such a Zegzeira, so then Lechora, why do we ever let a Cheresh Mikara divorce his wife? Why don't we say that if you let a Cheresh Mikara divorce his wife, he might end up coming to divorce his Yavama. You might, people see, oh, you see, a Cheresh can divorce, even though he's been a Cheresh Mikara. And uh, why don't we say we're not afraid that it's going to make that, that, be that, that they be part of the Xera too. So, Yachi, Ishto, Nami, why aren't we worried about if you let a Cheresh Mikara divorce his wife, that he might come to divorce his Yavama? Same way, that's not a Kasha. Because Yavimta be Yavimta Michlefa. Because a Yavama, you're going to, a Yavama case, you could get mixed up with another Yavama case. So if you let a Yivim de Rabbonon, you let the guy do it with non-verbal communication. He might end up doing it by Yivim de Raisa. Because Yavama can get mixed up with Yavama. But uh, getting, uh, confusing a case of Ishto with a case of Yavimto, that's not such a concern. But uh, Ishto be Yavimto, lo michlefo, that we do not worry about getting mixed up with the other. Frag de Gemara, but you're telling me in order for the second answer to be a good answer, remember the question was, why is it a Cheresh Mikara cannot divorce this woman? So we said, because it, we're afraid that in, it's a Cheresh Mikara because the first brother was a Cheresh. But we're afraid that the first guy without be a pikeach, then you might confuse a yivim deraisa with a yivim drabon with a yivim deraisa. Whereas mi gazrin the cheresh at the pikeach, do we make those gzeiros that we say that we don't let the cheresh do it because you might come to worry about a case when it's a pikeach? Now we're going to have some flashbacks over here. Vatnan, we learned in Mesechas Yevamos that last parak of Mesechas Yevamos says as follows: Shnei achin chershin, you have two brothers. That are cherished. We tell them there was some cherished mikora. They were mentally incompetent. 
that Nesuin Shteachayas Pichos, who married two sisters that even if they were competent, it makes no difference on the wife end of it. Because if the two brothers are Cheresh, that automatically makes the Kedushin a Kedushin Derabonon. Right? So it makes the Kedushin a Kedushin Derabonon. Now, because they're married to sisters, even if there is a concept of a Yibum de Rabbonon, there will not be a Yibum here, even a Yibum de Rabbonon. Because if one of the brothers die, he now is going to have to do a Yibum de Rabbonon. The, the surviving brother would be doing a Yibum de Rabbonon to his wife's sister, which is one of the 21 Ervis. So there is no Din of Yibum under that circumstance. And for there's no Chalitza either. There's no Yibum, there's no Chalitza. So it says like the Shnei Achin Chershin, who in a Suin, they were married to two competent uh, wives. Or for sure, if the two wives were cheresh, means that the, the, the man is a cheresh, the woman is a cheresh, for both brothers and, 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 and sisters. And the same Allah is going to apply that let's say the wives are the ones that were cherish. So the ones, the, the wives are cherish and the husbands are not, it's still only a condition to Rabbonne because by marriage you need consent and you don't have it. So the chain, Bottom line, there's six permutations over here, but in all the permutations, it's only a condition to Rabbonin. Because in the first three, it's the two brothers that are Cheresh, and in the second uh, three, it's the two sisters that are Cheresh, irrespective of what the husbands are, but it's brothers marrying sisters over here, and therefore, if one of them dies, there will not be a Yibum, even a Yibum de Rabbonin. Why? Erva. Erva. Erva, because they, even on Yibum de Rabbonin, you still have a problem of Erva. In these six cases, they will not be a Yibum, they will not be a Chalitza. However, says the Gemara, what happens if these two women were not sisters? Now, if these two women are not sisters, even though the Kedushin is only a Kedushin de Rabbonon, Right? As we pointed out, because either two brothers are, 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 are cherish, or the two women are cherish, even though the Kedushin is only a Kedushin de Rabon, there will be a Yibum. There will be a Yibum. Here there would be a Yibum. Chalitza can't be, because without, you have to be able to say the Psukim, but there will be a Yibum. Now this is a critical, critical thing. And once they've married, now that marriage has what status? Durabonan. It's a Yibum Yotziyu. And once they married, if they want to divorce them, they can divorce them. How can they divorce them? Because since the Kedushin, the Yibum itself was only Kedushin Durabonan, so then the Gerushin could be done, even a non-verbal Gerushin. What's the Kasha? So the kasha is that if you're telling me you cannot divorce the Yavama, we just said the second answer. You cannot divorce the Yavama de Rabbonon because you might come to do the same thing by a case of Yim de Raisa. Lechor, this Mishnah says not like that. The Mishnah says clearly that once you've done the Yibum de Rabbonon, you can go ahead and do the divorce. So that terrorist doesn't work. So Ella says the Gemara, you're right. Second answer number two doesn't work. You have to go back to the first answer. So just to recap and refresh what's going on over here, we had a situation that I'm Shimon Gamliel said is that when you marry a Yavama 
if it's a cheresh meikara, you cannot divorce her. But if it is a pikech when it's cheresh, you could divorce her. And we said lechora kavachomer if it's a cheresh meikara, then for sure you should be able to divorce her. No, because it's the case of yibum, and therefore it was a dindaraisa. How's it a dindaraisa? Because brother A was a pikech. We try to make it answer number two that even if brother A was a cheresh, it wouldn't work. But that terrace we showed is not a valid terrace. Okay, let's go weiter. Says the Gemara like this. Now, in order to understand the next few lines, let me just recap. We had over here, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel was responding to the Chachamim. The Chachamim said that a Cheresh cannot divorce with, a Cheresh cannot divorce a, 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 in a Kedushin Daraisa, or in the case we're talking about is on, on a Yibum, a Cheresh cannot divorce because you need to have, you cannot use nonverbal communication. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel came along and said, that's only if it was a Cheresh Mi'ikoro. But if it was a Pekach Venesharesh, you can divorce on a Kedushin Daraisa, like Rabbi Kahana said, with a written, with written documentation, with written instruction, you can do it. Now, there's two ways to understand Rav Shimon Gamliel. Rav Shimon Gamliel could either be interpreting the Chachamim, that even though the Chachamim said a Cherish cannot divorce a Yavama, he's telling you, Bamed varim amurim. What are the Chachamim referring to? It's only if it was a Cherish Mekara, not a big deal. Or you could say Rav Shimon Gamliel is arguing. I mean, the Chachamim all that a Cherish that cannot use written communication to divorce the rice. It doesn't work. And he's saying, I disagree with you, because if it's Bekech and it's Cherish, I hold it could be. So, it's two ways to understand of Shimon Gamliel. So says the Gemara like this: Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Chalukin alav Chaver al Rav Shimon Gamliel. That Rav Shimon Gamliel is actually arguing with the Chachamim. He's not interpreting the Chachamim. He is disagreeing. His friends would disagree with him. Amar Abaya, Avan Amitanina. Abaya says you're right because we have a Mishnah. We have a Mishnah that actually supports this and shows that the Chachamim Shita would actually contradict the opinion of Rav Shimon Gamliel. So Rav Shimon Gamliel is not interpreting their opinion, but actually is contradicting. Where is this Mishnah? Because it says like this. It says, Nishtatis, if a woman became deranged, Rahman al a person marries a woman and then she loses her mind. Alright? Lo Yotzi, he should not divorce her, cannot divorce her. We'll see why. It's what? It's common. Right. <laughs> You're the other way around. Nischaresh says the word like this. Let's say that uh, uh, he became a cheresh. He married her and then he became a cheresh. Nischaresh who? Onishtate. Or he became deranged. Lo yotzi olamis. He should, now olamis has emphasized, he shall never divorce her. Now the question really needs to be understood. Why is it in this first case where she became a shota? It doesn't say anything about using the word olamis. And when it says when he became a cherish or became a shota, then it says he can't divorce her, divorce her olamis. We're trying to figure out what that extra olamis has come to emphasize. So my olamis. Why does it have to throw in re- an emphasis of it? Love is it not telling you like this. It's telling you because even if he became a cheresh, he could never divorce her because there is an opinion, there is a way for a divorce her. You can do it in writing. So that's what it's coming to tell you. No, you can never, even in writing, that that would be the Chachamim Shita and that clearly shows that the Chachamim disagree with Rav Shimon Gamliel. This is what Abayah wants to prove. So he says, love, it doesn't mean even if he's able to communicate in writing, and on that it's saying Olamis cannot be done which shows that Chalukin al Rav Hashem Gamliel Chavera 
So Amar of Papa, I disagree. He says, Iladash min Rabbi Yechanan, if it wasn't for Rabbi Yechanan, who he considered to be greater than him, he was greater than him, and if he would not have said that actually that Rabbi Shem Gamliel is disagreeing with uh, the Chachamim, I wouldn't have learned that way. Hava min Rabbi Shem Gamliel, Ferushay time the Tanakama, who to also. He's actually explaining the Chachamim, that the Chachamim say you cannot use written communication, it's only if it was, uh, was a Cheresh Mikara. But if it's been the begach and his you could. I. What about the diuk of the olamis that Abaya was bringing? Around? I learned it differently. V'may olamis. What is the olamis that's being emphasized over here? Because it's avol gav Even if you have a cheresh miikara, but he's showing some sense of acuity. Even so, that the din is that it's a cheresh miikara olamis. He cannot. He cannot divorce. But ain't a chinami if it's a cheresh, if it's a pikach, when it's cheresh, and he's able to communicate in writing, could be that it would work. Inami l'krab Yitzchak. Or it could be like this. The reason why it says olam is only by the man, but it doesn't say olam is by the woman, because technically, technically a woman, you don't need her das to divorce her. Minatol, rakidushin works, bal korchach. So therefore, for sure, if it's a chereshes, but even if it's an, an ishtata, all you need is you give her something, she's able to hold on to it. That's all you need. She doesn't have to know that it's for the purpose of getting. She doesn't have to. Know. So therefore, minat Torah, a woman that became a shota, that became deranged, what should be the din? That it should be megureshes. The chachamim say you should, we don't allow it. Why don't we allow it? Because people are going to take advantage of her, and therefore they don't want. The woman, a Basi soul, become Hefker, and therefore a person married, uh, for, for better or for worse, he is stuck with this woman because we don't want, no one's gonna be able to guard her, he has to be there to be able to make sure men don't take advantage of this woman. That's why he doesn't use the word alumis. When it's a Doraisa, you can't divorce the person, it never works, it uses the word alumis, because that's Doraisa. And by the woman, it doesn't use the word alumis, because that's only a din, the Rabban, and it's not. Finish inside, let me finish inside. Inami, look at Rabbi Yitzchak. Dam Rabbi Yitzchak, Torah, Minat Torah, Shota Mizgareshes, a Shota could become divorced. Miri Dahav HaPikachas, the same way as you can do, you can divorce the Pikachas, which is in the case of Baal Korcha, which she doesn't, she doesn't agree. What's the difference if she doesn't, she's a, uh, the Cheresh, and she's not aware of what's going on, or you're doing it against her consent? Either way, it would work, Minat Torah. Matam Amru, so what's the reason the Chachamim said that Eina Mizgareshes, that we don't allow a person to divorce a woman that is nishtatis. Why? That people should not take advantage of this woman. Then we'll stop at this Mishnah because it's really starting a new sugya and we'll continue with this tomorrow.